Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose Nose Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bosevich. And now, here's Jay. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose Nose Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bosevich. And now, here's Jay. Good afternoon. Are are we on the air here, Robin? Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose Nose Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bosevich. And now, here's Jay. Good afternoon, and sorry for a slightly delayed start here today. Had a little bit of technical difficulty with blog talk there, but we are back live from downtown Elmira, Oregon, for the Bose Nose Show, and I'm your host, Jay Bozovich. And it's a free-for-all today. Any subject is fair game, so if you want to get in on the conversation, just dial 646-721-9887 and press one uh, to get into the queue and we'll get right to you and get you on the air and talk about what you want to talk about instead of what I want to talk about today, which is the budget as we had our first budget meeting today. And just in general, uh, Lane County finances and maybe a little bit of comparison between what Lane County's done and what the state of Oregon's done uh, when it comes to dealing with uh, budget situations uh, that require some cost control. But uh, today is is really a day for you guys to steer the conversation if you want. So again, it's 646-721-9887, or you can email us at talk at krbnradio.net. And of course, you can get a hold of us on Facebook at any time uh, at KRBN Internet Radio. Um, So this morning, our Board of Commissioners and our County Administrator and the management team had our initial uh, budget meeting for the uh, fiscal year 17-18 county budget. We do this every um, January, basically, at the beginning of the year to try and kind of look at where we are um, with the existing budget, what are the projections, and we can start getting some projections for the upcoming fiscal year. And basically gives, at the end of the meeting, gives some um, 
direction to staff on on preparing the budget that will um, come out as a draft at at the end of April for the uh, budget committee to start working on. But it's kind of you know the direction that goes out to the various uh, department heads to start preparing their budget. Uh, and you know it was in general. Uh, a pretty good meeting because we've got some great stories to tell at Lane County. Even though we have had a 91% decrease in federal forest funds since uh, 2008, you know it's it's a pretty good story to tell. And, and you know, 98% decrease is, is over 35 million annually less that we're getting from the federal government, that we've been able to cut costs and, and um, contract our, our, our staff and everything else to, to fit that budget. So we've actually been living off of what I would say is, is local revenue uh, in the post-secure uh, rural schools uh, timber payments environment where you know, we're living off of the actual harvest levels that uh, we're barely doing uh, you know, post-spotted owl, marble muralette, and everything else that's going on. Um, and it, it's a pretty good story to tell that, you know, Lane County has pretty much survived all that. Uh, and, and in fact, you know, about uh, four years ago, the Secretary of State's office put us on a list with uh, several other counties as counties to watch for that might go insolvent um, and that we're at risk of financial collapse. And uh, within two years, when the Secretary of State redid that audit of the counties, they removed us from that list um, of potential counties in danger because of uh, the good financial management we've done. And even um, with all that collapse in federal money, Moody's, uh, the bond rating uh, folks there out of, out of Wall Street, um, are getting ready to look at us for a increase in our bond rating. We already have a AA3 bond rating, which means we're a very good credit risk, um, and they're actually looking at upgrading us in spite of all these issues that we have financially. And they're looking at that because we've done some pretty amazing things to control costs uh, in the, over the last six years. But in the last couple of years, we, we've even continued to go in that direction. And, you know, when I talk about us living off of local revenue, one of the things uh, folks might not understand is Lane County of the 36 counties in Oregon has the third lowest local revenue uh, per capita in, in the state. And, that, and that's including our property taxes we collect, uh, transient room taxes that are collected locally, car rental taxes, any of the fees we have for things like renewing your concealed weapons license, um, all that local revenue uh, conglomerated together. If you compare us to the other counties, we are the third lowest per capita at $216 per person annually um, in, in Lane County. Uh, there are only two other counties that are lower than us, uh, which are um, uh, Polk and uh, Josephine, and really uh, it steps up above us pretty significantly uh, that we are um, so lagging behind those folks. 
And just to kind of give you a little bit of feel for the, how much difference that would make in Lane County, um, if we had the same local revenue that Marion County has, and they're not that much further up the list, they're only three spots up, up at six on the list of the 36 counties, they get about $278 per capita local revenue. That would make about $22.5 million difference in our budget annually, which, you know, when we're, we're talking about a general fund budget of about $78 million, that would that would be a, a, a 30% um, increase in our local revenue. It just would be pretty amazing. Now, if we were like Lynn County, which is, you know, right next to us up there in, in Albany and, and Lebanon, and Brownsville, those folks are 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 have about three hundred and twenty six dollars uh, per capita uh, versus our two hundred and sixteen. It'd be about a fifty one percent increase in rev local revenue, and that would mean forty million dollars more for Lane County. Would, you know, think about what that would do for the sheriff's office, for Rural Patrol, and what it would do for um, our road system, and then of course. If you look even further down the list um, to Deschutes County, where they're starting to get about two-thirds the way down, you know, as far as they're not even the top county, but they're about, um, you know, about in the 60th percentile there, they get about $555 per capita, and uh, that would be about 160% increase for us. That would add about $123 million to our budget. And you know, that's 150% more than what our current general fund is. So you can imagine the services we could provide if we had the same local taxation as some of these other counties. But, you know, post, you know, timber and the lock-in of Measure 5 and all that stuff, we're down there at that $216 per capita, uh, which is not a whole lot of money. And uh, we're still managing to provide some pretty amazing services. Uh, you know, just, you know, as a, for instance, uh, our district, you know, we were able to hire two new um, deputy district attorney's positions last year. We made some, you know, very strategic um, ads to some of our services in the last year in public safety, trying to uh, deal with some of the, the problems we're having in Lane County. And adding those two positions and some changes in the way the district attorney is running her, the, her office we were able to go from where we weren't prosecuting about 1,800 um, felonies uh, in 2015 to, due to lack of resources. Uh, there are other reasons they don't get prosecuted. Sometimes we don't have a good case or whatever. Um, but there, several times we'll, we'll release somebody, uh, and, and the reason for releasing them is we don't have the, the staff to do the actual prosecution. That happened 1,800 times in 2015. It only happened 74 in all of 2016. A 96% reduction in cases that were not filed um, due to lack of resources, which is just an amazing job our district attorney's office has done. So, you know, that's, you know, even with $216 per capita, we're still able to do some pretty amazing things. And, you know, the, one of the reasons why we've been able to balance our budget is our staff has looked really hard at how do we save money in Lane County. And one of the things we did 
back in uh, 2015 uh, that we had, that we actually implemented in January of 2016 uh, was we set up a voluntary separation program, which is basically an early retirement incentive for our employees in our mostly in our public works departments um, and also some of our um, uh, employees that are in our administration and finance that are, aren't eligible to be in a union because of their jobs, like if they're in human resources, they can't, and dealing with the unions uh, at the bargaining table, they can't really be a union member, that sort of thing. Um, that voluntary separation program was projected to save us about a half million dollars in 2016. Well, it turns out we were able to save three quarters of a million dollars in 2016 through that voluntary separation program. You know, so even though we had to incentivize folks to retire, we had it set up where the only way they could get approved to get that incentive was if we could show a cost savings. And we're very careful in looking at that. And we managed to save three quarters of a million dollars of that voluntary separation program. You know, at the same time, we set up an employee uh, wellness clinic, um, which some people were kind of critical of because it looked like we were um, kind of setting up some uh, a perk for public employees that private folks don't get, although you'd be surprised at how many private employers are going to this also for the very same reason we did. We saw it as a way to save money in our healthcare costs. And in fact, um, we had enough just between when it opened in March and this November where we have statistics, we saved over $400,000 in uh, office visits that would have gone to gone elsewhere to prescriptions that we filled, lab tests, all sorts of things that we were able to do with that wellness clinic to the employees that started utilizing it. Um, that's a pretty significant savings uh, right there, you know, $400,000, you know, added on to the 750 from the VSIP. In addition, we took it upon ourselves uh, a couple years back to, to every time we got some one-time money for some reason, like um, a, a change in a um, settlement in a court case uh, about uh, the assessed value of a large commercial property or something like that, and we got a bit of a, a one-time windfall from it um, because they, they hadn't really been paying their taxes or they'd been set aside in a separate account for several years. Um, we used that money to pay off debt uh, in several places where we had some one-time money. And those, that paying off of debt managed to save us about $1.2 in debt service payments in, in this, this budget year. And in total interest savings over the course of that debt that we paid off was $2.3 in interest we, we saved. So that, you know, interest doesn't really get us anything. Um, the actual principle, we have something, you know, usually that debt was for a reason, like uh, uh, our, a building that we built or something like that. Um, so we were able to save about $1.2 in annual debt payments this last year. Uh, the the $750,000 for the, the early retirement stuff, the $400,000 for the employee wellness clinic. Uh, and then we went to our self-insured system. In, in 2000, uh, in FY15, 16, and we took a look at what um, it cost us about 21 million in, in uh, the, our self-insurance. It was projected to cost us over 24 million had we continued to go with um, an outside party uh, insurer, uh, and 
that saved us about $3.2 million last year. So that's how we closed our, our budget gap last year was looking at how could we do things different to save money in Lane County. Uh, unlike our governor who, you know, is actually looking at a record amount of money to spend where we're looking at the fact that we had to reduce our budget uh, in our general and road fund by massive amounts due to the end of the secure rural schools payments and, and, and timber funds, that 91% reduction from federal timber funds, uh, the state's actually looking at record revenue coming in this biennium, but it's not growing fast as fast as their, their program costs are growing because they're not doing what Lane County is doing. And all the governor proposed was rather than starting to look at doing some of the, the, the cost savings initiatives that Lane County has done, we're just going to cut programs and, 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 and um, reduce payments to uh, counties and cities. Uh, and that's how we're going to save our money. And in fact, that's how the, the Junction City uh, Mental Hospital got put on the chopping block. Uh, they're looking at reducing our, our justice reinvestment funding and our uh, community corrections funding that helps fund a lot of programs in Lane County. Uh, all that's being done. Nothing, there's nothing in our budget that says we're going to save money here at the state so we don't have to cut services. Um, I just don't understand how the state can get away with that and, and look the voters in the eye uh, and start talking about a son of measure 97 at this point um, and, and going for another tax increase when they haven't shown the voters that they've done anything to control costs. And the list I just gave you about Lane County's cost controls is just the list over the last year. We've been doing this for six years now, controlling costs, where we've gone from 14 departments down to eight, eliminating six department head positions where the Board of Commissioners got rid of half-time assistance and um, cut our own compensation and, and did all sorts of things. We cut our office budgets. We've uh, consolidated offices. You know, over and over again, we've done things. We took you know, all of our almost 20 health care plans and combined them down to two common health care plans for our unions, millions and millions of dollars in savings over the last six years. I haven't heard the state of Oregon do any of that in their budget or in their, you know, make attempts to save money. They do nothing but grow their budget. Uh, and it just, it's it flabbergasted me to see the kind of proposals come out of the state where the first thing they do is want to cut uh, important programs to try and put the hurt on you, the taxpayer, so you'll be willing to um, give them more money when they haven't been respo responsible with the money that we've been giving them. So, um, quite a juxtaposition between us and the state when it comes to budget. But we're really, um, Lane County is looking pretty good uh, for this upcoming budget year. We still have a small gap in our general fund budget we need to close with some cost savings, and we think we're going to be able to do that without cutting services any further. And we're still able to do some pretty unique things here in Lane County. We've had a real focus on trying to get our public safety system to send less people to state prison and also to um, intercept folks that actually have a mental health problem that their behaviors caused by that problem have gotten them in trouble with the, with the law and the criminal justice system 
but keeping them out of the jail and out of the courts and getting them actual real help for their underlying mental problems um, saves everybody money. And uh, we we invested, one of the investments we made last year, strategic investments in our budget was uh, three mental health positions at the jail to actually assess those people and move them into some treatment program as they get released from the jail versus going through um, uh, prosecution uh, for some behavioral um, incident that occurred due to their underlying mental health program. So uh, really a big attempt in Lane County to, to change how we do uh, public safety in some ways to save money. So when we do get the person that is actually violent and just a, a, a bad person, we've got room to hold them in a jail. We've got prosecution um, uh, capacity to, to charge them. And, you know, those folks are going to state the state prison, and they are being held. So, um, you know, hopefully one day we'll get back to, to some real rural public safety out there where we got some rural patrol, but with uh, $216 per capita and the third lowest local revenue of all the counties, um, we're going to have trouble getting there. Um, so there may be discussion later. One of the things we are going to do is look at renewing our um, jail levy uh, because that's such an important piece of our, our local public safety system. And that $216 per capita includes the jail levy, um, by the way. So uh, we're doing the best we can with the local resources we have. And this is kind of what is post-timber looks like in Lane County. But, you know, it's kind of, uh, Commissioner Lycan mentioned today in the meeting, you could almost call it the Lane County miracle, the fact that we have survived the, the post-secure rural schools um, environment in the way we have. And it's really been due to some really hard work by our staff and by um, the folks, uh, you know, in our finance departments and our, our administration. And, and really just, you know, all the folks at, that work at Lane County surprisingly try their best to, to provide the max amount of service to uh, the citizens for the least amount of cost. And they're willing to sacrifice um, where we've signed contracts that have actually caught, had decreases in benefits in them uh, with our unions. And uh, that, that's really been important to controlling our costs. So again, this is the Bose Nose Show. And you know, today is a free-for-all, so I will talk about whatever you want to talk about today, uh, and you can get in on the conversation by dialing 646-721-9887. Just press 1, on, and that'll get you into the queue and let Robin, our call screener, know you want to get in on the conversation because, uh, you know, this is your show in some ways, and I do this show partly just to uh, get information out there about Lane County, and, and sometimes it's just about getting my opinion about national politics or state politics out there. But I also want to be able to answer your questions and talk to you about what you want to talk about. And if it's you know county budget stuff or county services, uh, you know if it's a state service, a municipal service, because I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to government, I can answer a lot of questions or at least tell you where to go to get those answers. Um, and if you just want to talk, you know, about the latest um, 
national politics thing and, and you know, Donald Trump or, or, you know, the Golden Globes or whatever else, uh, we can talk about that too. But, you know, uh, I'm here for you uh, and I do this show so you have an opportunity to talk to, to a Lane County commissioner and, uh, you know, get help with, with a problem you might have or get an answer to a question you might have or, you know, suggest something we might be able to do. You know, wh what would you do to save cost in Lane County government? You know, or or what would you do to save cost in state government? So, uh, you know, just give us a call here at 646-721-9887 and uh, you control the subject for a little while and let us know what you want to talk about. So we can go on and talk a little bit more about um, the budget here, and you know, one of the things I skipped over a little bit, and I know it's a big subject here in, in the state, is PERS, our Public Employees Retirement System. And you know, I've mentioned this before, but Lane County has really been uh, really good at preparing for the PERS bubble that's coming and the cost. One of the things that we did quite a few years back was bond some of our PERS debt when the interest rates were really low, and that's really paid off for us, those PERS bonds, and it's helped us uh, maintain a higher level of funding of our uh, actuarial liability than a lot of other agencies have, and that's kept some of our PERS rate increases actually lower than other people. Um, and one of the things we did a couple of years back in 2013 when they passed all the PERS reforms, we knew that they were going to be challenged in court, so we actually set aside the savings for a year on those PERS reforms, uh, knowing they were going to probably be overturned. And we have a $2.2 million reserve set aside uh, to pay for the increases that are coming. And we're predicting about a 20% increase in our PERS cost over the next uh, biennium. And, uh, and there'll probably be future increases coming. And we're going to use that $2.2 million to pay for those um, next couple of years of, of rate increases. So uh, it'll look kind of flat in our budget because we'll be drawing from reserves to pay that PERS reserve to pay some of those future year increases. Um, yeah, so we've done a lot to, you know, even in when it comes to PERS to try and control that. And what's also interesting is in the last year with, you know, going to this voluntary separation program and getting people to retire early, and hiring new people in, uh, PERS made some pretty significant change, or the legislature made some significant changes a little bit too late. They've been they've been told they need to do this a lot sooner than they did. But in back in 1997, uh, they made a, a change uh, to PERS and created Tier Two, um, and Tier Two uh, benefits aren't quite as good as the Tier One benefits. Um, so it was saved, you know, any of the people hired after 1997 are in Tier 2, um, but, you know, are, don't cost you as much. And then finally, in 2003, they created um, Tier 3, or the OPSERP program, uh, which basically mimics almost a 401k style um, defined contribution um, program versus a defined benefit program that the... Uh, Tier 1 and Tier 2 are, but in Lane County, because we did the early retirements, uh, we went from, in 2000, 
um, 16, 54% of our um, workforce was tier one, tier two, to close down to 41% of our workforce. So for the first time ever, we have less than half of our workforce is on tier one and tier two, which means over half now is on that tier three program, which doesn't have the long-term liability that tier one and tier two do. So we're actually working our way past the bubble. And our voluntary separation program was one of the things that helps us do that. So we're now, you know, kind of, you know, stopping the bleeding in the long run on PERS, uh, in addition to doing things like the bonding of our PERS debt. So we have a higher, um, you know, rate of, of you know, our, where we funded our liability at a higher rate than most agencies and our PERS, 2.2 million PERS reserve. Uh, we've got a pretty good story to tell at Lane County and how we've dealt with PERS uh, and, and keeping, um, keeping that from impacting our budget so that um, you guys don't see that um, in, in us laying off staff and, and doing less road work or, you know, even less uh, um, deputies on the road than we have already. Uh, you know, that's one of the ways that, that our finance people and our management and the board have managed to protect um, the citizens from the PERS folks uh, gobbling up their their you know your your services with with their benefits. Um, so it's a pretty good story to tell. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about how our wellness clinic actually saved four hundred thousand dollars. One of the things I didn't mention was we are actually in our um, budget assumptions for this coming year we are not budgeting any increase in our health insurance costs for next year. And in fact, the last couple of years, we've had a decrease in costs and we're just doing it flat this year. I don't know of any employer anywhere that can say over the last three years, they have not had an increase in their health insurance costs. And that's partly due to um, the fact that, you know, this the wellness clinic, one of the things we set it up to do is to help our employees manage their health, um, you know, through some coaching and um, proactive management of their health, something everyone should do. Um, we, we've encouraged folks to do a health risk assessment, you know, where they do things like find out what their cholesterol is, what's their blood pressure, what's their blood sugar, um, what are the, you know, what is, what's some of your family history, all that stuff and proactively do things to prevent you from having things that will cost our health insurance system money, you know, by not taking care of a blood pressure problem. So you end up going on to some high cost blood pressure medicine for not maybe changing your diet a little bit, keeping your triglycerides and your, your um, cholesterol down. So you end up on some kind of, um, you know, Plavix or whatever else that's costing us money. You know, so it, it, it's um, a proactive way of keeping Lane County's um, healthcare costs down, and it's actually paid off in the fact that um, our uh, health insurance uh, renewal costs have been, you know, far below um, any 
employer to you know that the fact that we're not seeing increases when you start talking about what's going on with the the uh, Affordable Care Act and the uh, the exchanges and everything where people are seeing 25 to 100 percent increases in their premiums or they're getting their deductibles raised on you know from three thousand to to eight thousand dollars or something like that um, you know we're not doing that we, we've managed to really control and, and find a way to deal with um, health insurance costs and, and one of the things is just proactively helping our employees be well in the first place um, and something I would encourage all of us to try and look at how they can how you can manage being well um, the best way to save uh, health care cost is not to have to spend the, the money in the first place and there's a lot people can do uh, which I you know as an aside here from budget I will mention that um, our county administrator uh, have been talking with our public health officer Dr. Lugke uh, and we've had 13 confirmed outbreaks of what they call flu-like illness because we don't actually go through and test to make sure the flu virus is present but it's determined uh, under a CD, uh, CDC um, thing without having to actually test and find it was H1N2 or whatever it was um, if there are enough symptoms that match the flu they call it quote flu-like virus there's been 13 confirmed outbreaks uh, in Lane County with eight confirmed deaths from the flu in Lane County uh, over the last month uh, really folks you we haven't even hit the peak of flu season yet we haven't peaked out where the numbers are still going up there's still time to get the flu vaccine and not have it yourself because apparently the one that's going around this year will knock you on your butt uh, for quite a while so go out there get the flu vaccine folks um, and avoid having that uh, I understand this this year's version is no fun high fever um, in bed for days uh, talk about cost uh, you'll eat up your vacation time uh, if, if whatever it is and and ruin a, a good week of your of your uh, your life by getting the flu when it could be prevented by simply going and getting a, a flu vaccine and you can get those through Lane County um, at, at little to no cost depending on on um, your income status uh, almost all the pharmacies around uh, offer flu vaccines uh, pretty simple to get almost all health insurance plans paid for all, all or, or most of the cost of a flu vaccine um, get out there and get vaccinated um, yeah, that's one of the ways of staying well and avoiding cost. Nothing worse than having to go to the hospital to get an IV drip uh, because you're dehydrated because of the flu. Um, and uh, you know, you'd be amazed how much that bill will be if you end up having to go to uh, urgent care or the emergency room uh, just because of a flu. Um, so, so there's you know we've got. Um, some pretty interesting things going on at Lane County um, you know public health is something that's pretty amazing and you know the last year has been pretty interesting budget wise um, it is a fund we don't talk about a whole lot uh, when we talk about budget we're always talking about our general fund and the road fund because those are the two that the board has a lot of discretion in how it gets spent um, although road has to be on roads 
but they're also the two that have the, had, had the greatest impact because of timber revenue. Those are the two that had the 91% reduction in the federal forest payments. But we've got multiple funds we run at Lane County, uh, and one of which is our waste management uh, fund. And it kind of finally um, made a little bit of public news last year. Um, as, you know, several years back, our staff came to us and said, you know, we're not collecting enough money and tipping fees um, to be able to put aside a reserve. Well, what one, we're behind it, and we're just losing money every year anyway, and we're, we're eating into our reserve, but we should actually be building up a reserve to open the next phase of the landfill in 2025, and we're not going to be there. In fact, we're actually going backwards from there. So one of the things the board did at the time is they were asking for a, a really significant um, increase in tipping fees, which you all would have seen in your monthly trash bills. Um, the board said, you know what, we'll go halfway there on the tipping fees. We want you to go back and look at how can we save money in the program? You know, what can you do to cut costs pro pro programmatically um, instead of raising the fees? And, you know, everybody pays for trash service, whether you're um, a senior citizen on a fixed income or you're, you know, living at the top of um, the South Hills in one of those um, starter castles, um, you know, that monthly cost, you know, for the, particularly for low-income folks, is, is, is significant. So it, you just don't want to raise those tipping fees indiscriminately to pay for a system imbalance. So we set them off um, to look for cost savings, and they, um, hired a, a, a national consultant that came back with a bunch of recommendations. And, and some of those recommendations were about closing transfer stations as we operate 15 around the county. And that raised quite a ruckus um, last summer. And, uh, you know, the proposal that the, the consultant made, we had a bunch of public meetings, got public input, and ultimately came to kind of a compromise where we um, did we did some operational changes that closed about half the gap we had left, and we were raising the tipping fees in the rural stations um, to support the cost of, of running those rural stations. And we, we managed to close the gap, so uh, our, our waste management budget for this upcoming year is balanced and is starting to set aside um, the, the reserves necessary to open the next section of landfill when we fill up this section of the landfill. Um, so that was um, you know, just an important piece of how the county operates. And it, it's, again, an example of where the board and our, our management staff said, you know what, we're not just going to ask the public for more money. We're going to look at how can we control costs before we ask them for more money. And I think we did a good job of demonstrating of, you know, and, and listening to the public there uh, of doing as much as we could to control costs and then only asking for a small increase uh, in fees uh, from those rural stations so that we could maintain the convenience of having them open, uh, you know, because that's what the public asked us for. They actually came and said, we're willing to pay more money to keep those stations open. So that's what we chose to do. So just another example of how Lane County, you know, unlike the state government and the governor's budget, we looked at, at controlling costs first um, before we're starting to ask for more money from, from local people. 
So, um, again, this is the Bose Nose Show, and you know we're on a free for all. I'm spending a lot of time talking about budget because we had our budget uh, kickoff meeting this morning uh, for the commissioners and staff um, for our FY 17-18 budget. But this is a day that if you want to talk about other issues, you can give me a call at 646-721-9887. And just press one and that lets Robin know you want to get in on the conversation. And you can also email us at talk at krbnradio.net and uh, get in on the conversation that way. So as we continue our discussion of of budget, um, you know, there there's some other interesting aspects of our budget. Um, folks, uh, you know, may or may not be aware of. You know, one of the things that that Lane County also um, provides is our parole and probation services, which is not something that's provided with local revenue. It's a pass-through program from the state. Um, we get money from the Community Corrections uh, Division of the uh, Department of Corrections, and that runs our, our services where we maintain um, contact and accountability with these uh, folks that are on parole and probation. And really, um, it's been an interesting change in how that service is provided. You know, it used to be, you know, a parole officer was somebody that you just had to check in with every once in a while. And he was the guy that came and found you when you didn't check in or you violated your parole and dragged you off to jail. And that was, you know, and it was almost a, a um, you know, a mixture between a cop and a, uh, a corrections officer, you know. Uh, now they're more, almost uh, more of a counselor, um, parole officers are, and they provide a lot of um, not only um the meetings with the parolees, but they provide a lot of uh, mentoring services and trying to get these folks to figure out how not to violate their parole or their probation and to stay out of the system and to work on the issues that got them in trouble with the law in the first place. Um, so they're they're the really is is you know about trying to um, deal with that. But what's interesting about our particular department, and it's a, a um, function of the fact that we are living on this small local revenue that we're living on and, and had such large cuts in our um, our budget uh, in past years in our, in our DA staff, is who we supervise in Lane County looks far different than who we're supervising in, in other counties around the state. We have a far higher proportion of high-risk cases under management than other counties have in comparison to uh, us. Uh, we have about um, 1,300-plus uh, cases that are considered high-risk and about 800 that are medium and 700 that are low. It adds up to about 3,000. If you compare that to what um, Clackamas, Marion, or, or Washington County, they're running about um, six to 700 high risk, and most of their cases are considered low risk. Um, and that's because 
we're not really able to prosecute that low-risk thing, although the changes we made in the DA's office over the last year, I see that changing over time as we were able to prosecute a lot of cases that were uh, lower-level offenses and try and get some of these guys into parole, parole and probation uh, system as a low-risk offender rather than uh, let these guys become career criminals over time and we arrest them and they're, they're being let out of prison as a high-risk offense. But we really, um, our, our, our parole officers here handle um, a much higher level of cases of high-risk offenders versus what other county parole officers do. And they're still doing some amazing work. Um, we actually have seen our recidivism rates in Lane County decrease um, from above the state average to below the state average, while the state um, recidivism rates are actually been slightly increasing, increasing over the same period of time. So we're bucking the trend across the state and have reversed um, the fact that we're now below the state average for uh, people reoffending. Uh, after they've been put on parole, probation uh, versus uh, the rest of the state, which has actually been going up. So, good story to tell there in, in our parole and probation offices. Um, yeah, you know, other you know some other budget issues as we look look down the road. Um, you know, we 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 made a huge change, um, and with all these cost savings, um, we're not looking at the structural deficit. We're only looking at for this upcoming year is only about 2.8 million we have to close. Last year at this time, we were projecting it as 7.2 million. Um, you know, I've talked about all the various savings we've had, like the 1.2 million in debt payments, the 750,000 in the voluntary separation program, the uh, 400,000 with our health clinic, um, the 3.2 million in our insurance savings. That's why we have such a big difference in our projected deficit um, because of some of the work we've done. So um, pretty uh, pretty good um, story to tell uh, with our budget. And I think um, you know the fact that we're able to look at a 0% health and dental insurance rate increase in our budget projections is a great story to tell too. Um, but you know I'd like to hear some of some of what you folks want to know about out there. So 10 minutes left in the program, give us a call 646-721-9887 uh, and that'll get you into the program. Press 1 if you want to ask a question and uh, we'll talk about what you want to talk about on the Bose Nose Show here on a lovely day in the Northwest. And, you know, I'm gonna jump off the subject here because um, we've been having some pretty incredible weather uh, here in the Northwest. You know, global warming's hit us severely. Um, <laughs> and we had one of the worst ice storms we've ever had here in Lane County uh, back in December to the point where uh, it caused over $9.4 million in damage that, that couple days we had that ice storm. Uh, here locally in Lane County, and we're we're looking at qualifying. FEMA was here yesterday, um, touring the area and looking at photographs of the damage and talking to the uh, utilities and and public works folks and the other agencies that experienced the damage. And that 9.4 million is the only the damage to public infrastructure. That's not what happened to private side, to folks' homes and cars and everything else, or time lost from work and everything else that 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 storm caused. Um, 
you know, that was followed up by a, by a, a little snowstorm we had, and then it was followed up by another sort of ice snow event. Um, and then today, uh, Portland, anywhere, it, there seems to be a dividing line somewhere about Salem. South Salem didn't get any snow. I understand North Salem's just about buried, but the city of Portland is being buried by another snowstorm today. And I understand it is a mess up there. And it gets to a question of, should we use salt on our roads in Oregon or not? Um, there's been a real push to do so, although the folks in the city of Portland have emphatically said we will never use salt on our roads. I wonder if the folks that are up there in Portland today that are stuck on the side of the road or having to chain up because they've gone to mandatory chains in the city of Portland right now, you will be arrested if you're out on the roads in Portland without chains on, um, you know, or at least get a hell of a ticket. Uh, you know, whether that chain up would be nece necessary if they were actually using uh, rock salt on the roads out there like they do in the East Coast and most of the country uh, to control uh, winter weather. But, you know, so, Global warming's hit us here, and uh, fortunately, though, I'm looking out the window at blue sky here in beautiful downtown Elmira, and it stayed above freezing all day, and we're finally getting rid of some of the snow and ice in my my, my street, my driveway um, today. So it's kind of funny how localized some of the weather can be. The ice storm we had here in December only hit Lane County. It didn't, you know, you didn't get it in Albany, and they didn't get it in Corvallis. Um, just like uh, we're not seeing that snowstorm in Portland down here in the Eugene Springfield area, um, 100 miles can make a huge difference in weather. Uh, and it's you know with the Portland storm, it's the it's the Columbia River Gorge effect that happens when they get an east wind coming down there and keeps the temperatures far below what we see here. And they're just getting you know when we got a little bit of rain overnight, they got nothing but snow. And they're they're just getting hammered today, so uh, it, it's an interesting aspect. But I I, I want to stop for a minute and just appreciate all the public works guys, all the uh, first responders uh, from our sheriff's deputies to the, um, the volunteers of uh, Lane Fire Authority to uh, you know the police. All those folks that have been working overtime, that were out in weather that we would never want to be out in, um, in up in a bucket truck in the middle of the night, um, the utility workers. I just want to appreciate all of all of those utility, public works, first responders. You guys, uh, hats off to you in dealing with the, the multiple storm systems we've had over the last several days. And probably more to come in in uh, Western Oregon here, as we're going to see probably an incredible uh, spring uh, flood season uh, with the snowpack we've got. Um, you know, it's going to be really um, a pretty test of, of your guys' ability to to keep our roads open, uh, to keep folks' uh, ability to get you know emergency services when they need it. Uh, you know. It doesn't matter, you know, when you have have that chest pain in your house, whether you don't want to hear that, you know, oh, I'm sorry, we can't send anybody to you because there's a tree across the road from an ice storm. Um, 
you want somebody to show up and those guys in public works and the the fire departments and police departments are the ones that kind of make sure that you still get some some response when you call 911 even in bad weather and i just want to appreciate um, those guys that um, have been out there uh, at risk to themselves and quite often um, with no power in their own homes and with their own family sitting at home cold and in the dark they're out there working to get other people's power up and get them out of the dark and in and their houses warm back up um, it's a pretty incredible thing that they do and, and just want to take a moment to appreciate that because um, that's one of the things that we pay for with our public monies uh, for this you know as I talk about the budget and that $216 per capita, the third lowest in the state uh, for Lane County in local revenues. Uh, that keeps our, our road crews available to do all that storm response so we can get the trees off the roads um, and get roads reopened so that emergency personnel can get to folks' homes and everything else. Uh, really, um, hats off to those guys, but that's one of the benefits of having uh, local government and uh, is to have that response uh, out there. Uh, you know, one of the things uh, I've heard is how long it took some people to get internet and phone service back that have landline internet um, after that ice storm as compared to how quickly they got electrical service back, even though some people took up to eight to 10 days to get their electrical service back. I've heard some people it took over two weeks to get their internet service back. Uh, so. That, that's, you know, you're looking at the, uh, you know, privatization. Um, one of the things we're able to do at least is, is maintain a level of, of response that's ready for those emergencies. Uh, with our crews that we do road resurfacing with or vegetation management with uh, in the summertime uh, are available for that storm response in the wintertime. So about three minutes left here in the Bo's Nose Show. There's still time to get in and ask a question if you want at 646-721-9887. Just press one to get into the show. And you know, you can always talk to us um, by email in between shows if you have a question that you want me to address on the next show or topic or guest you'd like me to put on at talk at krbnradio.net. Or you can message us on Facebook, uh, KRBN Internet Radio on Facebook, or you can just get to me at Jay Bozovich, uh, West Lane County Commissioner page, or I have my own personal Facebook page. You can friend me on Facebook, just Jay Bozovich. I'm the only Jay Bozovich on Facebook. Uh, that's B-O-Z-I-E-V-I-C-H. Uh, any other Bozoviches you get on Facebook that are spelt that way are related to me, and if you get the wrong Bozovich, I'm sure they'll they'll direct you to the right Bozovich um, on Facebook because uh, anyone on Facebook that has Bozovich, they're probably one of my relatives. Uh, so uh, it's a unique name. Uh, there are only two families in the U.S. that, that have that name. Uh, they, they were both misspelt in Ellis Island. It was supposed to be Bozisevich. Uh, at, at Ellis Island, they... they um, wanted to shorten it a little bit, so they re-spelt re the uh, Croatian and Serbo-Croatian uh, dialect to uh, uh, remove a syllable out of there and made a Bozovich, B-O-Z-I-E-V-I-C-H, and uh, 
They only did that with two couples that came through Ellis Island. Uh, so all the Bozoviches in the North North America are related to one Bozovich family or the other. Um, and uh, my uh, great grandparents had a, a lot of kids and 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 all that. So it seems like most my family. So you end up with my family members on Facebook if you if you Google that. Um, but Jay Bozovich on Facebook. Send me a personal message if you want. That's how you can get a hold of me. So just about a minute left here on the Bose No Show for uh, this Wednesday afternoon, uh, January 11th, 2017. Just want to have a chance. I didn't get a chance to say Happy New Year because last week's show was a repeat because I had a the Bose No Show. Um, hope everybody's having a great new year. I'm looking forward to a good new year. I think with the financial management that Mullane County staff has provided, we're going to actually have a pretty good budget year coming in here, uh, provided that the uh, federal government, state government, don't uh, throw a, a monkey wrench into our uh, budget at this point. But, you know, we're always at the mercy of the, those at Salem and Washington, D.C. But uh, we'll... we'll cross those bridges when we come to it, but we're doing our best to keep your tax rates down and to protect your tax money uh, here in Lane County. So that's about it for the Bose Nose Show this week, and we'll talk to you next week again here live from Myra, Oregon. Good night.